Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 104th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we have a fun hand from a $1,000 buy-in World Series of Poker event. Blinds are 400, 800. And we are playing with a 40,000 effective stack. So roughly 50 big blinds. A good, loose, aggressive kid. I'm actually friendly with him. He raised from second position. The small blind, a player who I do not know, calls. And I like to call with 10-8 offsuit in the big blind. I'm a pretty big fan of defending with a somewhat wide range in the big blind, especially if you play well after the flop. A lot of players will defend here and get themselves in a lot of trouble when it comes maybe jack 10-4 or something like that. They end up putting in way too much money. Or even 10-7-3, they, they stack off or something like that, or they double up their opponents. But as long as you play well after the flop, you can confidently defend in these scenarios, mainly just because you're getting fantastic implied odds. So I do call, and the flop comes pretty good for me. 8-8-3. Eight, eight, so I have three of a kind. This is a scenario where I am usually going to check to the preflop razor, but this time I actually got the vibe that the good lag kid liked his hand. And because of that, I decided that if I check raised he may not fold, or he may find a way to fold by the river. However, I thought instead that if I led into him for three streets, he will at least pay off the first two and may pay off the third if he happens to have something incredibly strong like an overpair. So, pot 6,900, I decided to lead for 2,700. Notice you don't have to bet too big because if I bet 2,700 on the flop, then maybe 7,000 on the turn. I can go all in on the river and put my opponent to a test. So I think this is a very good spot to lead. You also want to consider leading in this spot with some of your bluffs. But in reality, if you think your opponent has a very strong hand, there's no point in bluffing because your opponent's just going to call. Um, so this is a spot where, especially in this exact scenario, thinking my opponent probably has a very good hand, that... I'm only leading with nut hands because I think that is the only way for my for me to get paid off incredibly well. So I bet 2,700, the initial raiser calls and the small blind folds, turns a nine, which doesn't really change anything. I now lose to pocket nines. I bet 6,900 on the turn. As I said, I probably would. And actually looking back at how the stacks are currently set up now, my opponent has 28,000 left going to the river. And the pot's 26,000. So I maybe should even bet a little bit bigger on the turn. Perhaps um, 7,300 or so. We actually discussed this in the previous episode and, and the episode before that, I believe. That actually not episode 102 and 101, where whenever you overbet the river, it typically looks kind of strong. And for that reason, people tend to not pay you off. So you never really want to be making the overbets on the river with the nuts, unless you have a balanced dynamic with your opponent where they may look you up with less than the nuts. Anyway, river is a three and giving me a full house. It puts up a backdoor flush, but it's pretty hard for my opponent to have a flush. So I decided to go all in, I hope. And that is what I do. So I put my opponent all in and in this scenario, I think he's going to call with pretty much any overpair, and he may also even call with something like sevens or sixes. Of course, notice I could lose to pocket threes and to pocket nines, but that's okay. There are many more combinations of the overpairs. 
if I got the vibe that for some reason my opponent would not call off here for an all-in bet, I probably would have made a sizable but not all-in bet, maybe 19,000. I think that would at least be an okay bet size. But in this spot, I really got the feeling that my opponent thought I was a little bit too bluffy and thought that I was just crazy enough to run an absolutely insane play. And I can tell you, to run this bet here thinking my opponent has a big hand would be an absolutely insane play. He does end up calling, and he showed pocket aces after he mucked. So, pretty tough spot for him. I wonder if I would have stacked him if I just went bet, bet, bet on the flop. The one benefit... I'm sorry, if I went if I went check-raise on the flop. The one benefit to check-raising the flop is that your opponent will continuation bet with lots of hands on 8-8-3. So, you get that continuation bet in when your opponent has nothing. But imagine I did check-raise the flop, and then bet the turn, and then jam the river, kind of like I did here. Would my opponent have found a fold with aces... I don't know. It's it's really hard to fold aces, especially when you're against someone who is generally good, aggressive, and creative. So definitely a tough spot for my opponent, and I certainly don't fault him for stacking off. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly pa- for, of weekly Poker Hand. Hopefully you enjoy my blog also at jonathanlittlepoker.com. Each week I post something educational, either that or a video blog detailing my travels where usually I go through a hand or two that I play. And if you like this podcast, I think you would like it. So be sure to head over to jonathanlittlepoker.com and check out the blog and everything else I have there to offer you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. I'll be back next week with another episode of Weekly Poker Hand.